Hey everyone, I want to tell you about an exciting adventure that I'll be going on this year, but could really use your help. I am headed to Mozambique, Africa with Root of Hope and Jesus House. This is very exciting, and although it's a financial feat, I believe that God will provide, and some of that provision will come from amazing people like you. If you feel led to help with this mission trip or to learn more about it, you can go to andreajohn.com forward slash mission. Welcome to the journey. My name is Andrea and I'm going to be your tour guide today. Today, we're going to go down the path of God's love. We're going to discuss it. I thought we wouldn't get here so quickly, but it's just been burning. It's been more than two weeks since I recorded and I made a commitment that I was going to have a podcast episode at least every two weeks. I haven't been feeling that great and I may get into that later, but um, as I pondered of what we were going to talk about today, I decided that love was the theme that kept happening because it's really what's carried me over the last couple of weeks. Well, two to three weeks. But before we get there, I want to share something with you. The support I have gotten from so many of you has been incredible. And I'm speaking to those of you who are listening to my podcast right now. So as a thank you, I want to offer you a free version of the audible of my book, The Journey. All you have to do is go to Facebook or Instagram. If you don't follow me yet, you can find me at at the journey with Andrea share one of my posts to your uh, feed or a story make sure to tag me so i can see it and i'll reach out to you and give you my audiobook that's it that's all you have to do you don't even have to get people to like it you don't have to get people to comment i just want to thank you for your support and i was trying to figure out how can i what's an easy way to have you get in touch with me so i know that you're listening and i thought All they have to do is share something of mine, tag me in it, and I will share a free audible copy of the journey. Today, I'm going to be reading out of the journey. Uh, So, you know, it's actually a good way for you to hear it and see if it's something that you even want to get for free. Maybe it's something that you're like, no, thank you. But uh, today you'll get to hear a little bit about it as we talk about God's love, because I was like, why reinvent the wheel when I've already written about this, you know, audibly spoken about it. So I'm going to read it for you, uh, to you, but don't worry. Um, I'm a very dynamic reader and I don't think that you're going to get bored. We will read scripture throughout and I'll probably stop and do some commentary throughout as well. So I'm not going to be reading, just reading to you. This is like, you guys know, I like to have it very dynamic. So, um, you know, hopefully you enjoy it. God is love. It's, you know, it's who he is. It's not just something that he does. It's, it's an attribute to God that truly changed my life. Just this morning, I made a post on social media about how first Corinthians 13 was a passage that I didn't believe was possible on earth to witness. For those of you who don't know what that chapter is about, it's about love. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it in just a bit. I didn't believe in it and because I didn't live it, I don't think that I experienced it from others as well. But if I'm being honest with myself, I don't even think that I believed that God was capable of that kind of love. 
crazy. I know that's my story. Um, but God revealed himself to me in a way that made me question the things I was taught about God, because if God is not love, like if my perception of God does not fit within first Corinthians 13, and we'll read it today, then I really need to analyze what I believe about God. And if maybe you find yourself in that situation today. So this is why I want us today on our journey to go down the path of God's love. Let's explore, let's talk about it. Let's think through the things that we believe and that we say, let's explore scripture and see what treasures that we can take out of it. So um, let's get started. So I'm going to start reading um, from the introduction of my book. And the introduction is basically a letter to you, a pioneer, someone who's on this journey with me. Um, this journey, it's, it's, you may be on this journey, but you're not on my journey. You have your own journey. You're, you're on a journey. You're on a pursuit. You're looking for God. So this is not me asking you to join me, give up your journey, come on mine. No, 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 no. You have your journey and our journeys just happen to be merging right now. Let's talk, let's share. You may learn something from me and I may learn something from you. And this is why to me, having the dialogue and the connection online makes it even extra special, which is why I wanna thank you guys just for all your support. So let's get started. The infamous commandment we hear is love your neighbor as yourself. This simple phrase expresses that we must love ourselves to love others. I like to call this other-centered love. It may seem obvious to you, but to me, the idea of loving myself when I was growing up seemed unchristian-like. I was always taught that others mattered more than me and I needed to spend my life dying each day because who I was is unworthy. Loving myself was an act of selfishness. The morning God came to me, came to my rescue in my kitchen while I was cooking breakfast is still a vivid memory. It was a day that love revealed himself to me. Not love the verb, love the noun, love the person. That's why throughout this uh, podcast, you know, or throughout the book, I refer to God as love because that's who he is to me. My mom's name is Elsa and everyone calls her that except me and my brother. Me and my brother, we call her mom because that's who she is to us. So in the same fashion throughout, you may hear me call God love because that's who he is to me. That glorious morning where love met me in my kitchen, he transforms me and restored me back to be who he created and designed me to be. And that was the day that my journey began, a journey that's gonna take me well past this lifetime and a journey that I'm so glad that you've decided to join. Jesus gave his life for all of us. He is the ultimate sacrifice of love. And while there may be times when someone has to literally give their lives for someone, let's say like the military, that tends to be an exception. That's not the rule. Jesus is the one who gives his life in love and in sacrifice. So the question becomes, so what does love look like? 
I have found that speaking on love is pretty controversial, especially because I speak on it so heavily. And I can't tell you how often I have heard the phrase, God is love, but, and how that but rings in my ears because there is nothing about God in opposition to his love. Is God holy? Yes. Does God judge? Yes. He does. Those attributes of God are not in opposition to his love. They're found in his love. His holiness, discipline, and judgments come from his nature of love. After love encountered me, I became determined to learn love from him. The first thing I learned is that fear is never acceptable where there is love. If I fear someone walking away from me or getting upset with me for sharing the truth with them, then I need to pause and ask, is this truly love? Perfect love casts out fear. This was foundational for me in learning how to love. As Holy Spirit continued to teach me to love as he loves, I realized that the scriptures define love. However, it doesn't necessarily match with our typical view of love, which causes us to miss what it really is. We tend to define love philosophically instead of theologically. We use our human minds and our experiences to define love, but love, it's not natural. It's supernatural. And even more so, it's divine. Therefore, we need God to define it for us. Love, it's a four-letter word that carries immense power, depth, and mystery. It's an emotion and a decision. It's a noun and it's a verb. Love transcends every dimension and it's eternal. Love, it's a common word, but its true nature is often misunderstood. God is love and love is God. Therefore, if we want to know what love is and what it looks like, we can look to God. Instead of defining love and then applying it to God, We can look to who God is to define love. God is love. Therefore, he defines love, not the other way around. A few words or even a few sentences can't define love. Its complexity is what makes it divinely beautiful. Love's intricacy craves wisdom because only those with God's heart can maneuver this life in love. Defining love is not an easy task, yet knowing what it looks like in demonstration as we journey through life on earth is the desire that should burn in our souls because to demonstrate love is to demonstrate God. How does one define love? Love is God, and we will spend an eternity unwrapping this glorious definition of this intrinsically magnificent word, But for now, God inspired Paul to describe it for us. So now I want to read out of 1 Corinthians, um, which is what I started. This is the passage that I said I grew up not really believing that this was possible on earth and really not even believing that God could love me in this way. And there's so much about why that I could get into, but we don't want this podcast being, you know, 10 hours long. Maybe you can relate. And I really want to encourage you to 
believe what this says about God. When it says love is, I want you to think God is. Because these are things that it describes God because God is love. And while the bulk of it is in 1 Corinthians 13, I encourage you to go to and start reading in um, chapter 12. Chapter 12 talks about the spiritual gifts. It really goes to show how we're a body and what and this is why Paul leads into this. But in verse uh, 31 of chapter 12, so 1 Corinthians 12, 31, Paul ends all this talk about healing, questions about healing. And he says, yet I will show you the most excellent way. So he's basically saying above, you know, prophecy, above teaching, above tongues, above gifts, above miracles, above all these things, there is a more excellent way. And this is the excellent way that we're going through right now. And he said, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, there they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it'll pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I'll sh I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. For now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And why? Because love is eternal. Love is not just an action. Love is a person. Love is something that will endure because God is love and he loves. It's his essence. And we are created in his image and likeness. And we are love. And hope one day won't be needed. Faith one day won't be needed. But love is something that will carry us through eternity. The last thing that I want to point out here, and this is something that you can go and explore more yourself, is this passage where Paul tells us, when I was a child, I talked like a child, behaved like a child, but now I'm a man. And, you know, those things are apart before I saw in part before what I saw was incomplete. But one day I'm going to see fully, I'm going to see in wholeness, right? And we, we oftentimes hear that teaching 
in silo just about that but we have to read the whole context of this passage and again this was a letter so we have to read the before the after to get a sense of what is paul saying what in the world does this maturity have to do with anything because paul just finished talking about love the way i see it the way that i've had it revealed to me that has changed my life is that maturity comes when the question changes and what question is that when you are a child when you are a newborn you are dependent you rely on others to be fed and when you are mature the question changes from what can you give me what can you do for me to what can i do for you how can i feed you um i fought i've been listening to um a philosopher recently and he was talking about in order for a human being to really mature to have a sense of true maturity where there is significant growth you must become a parent you must become someone who comes to love someone more than yourself and that really stood out to me because to me that's exactly what paul is trying to say here Maturity is when the question changes from what can you do for me to what can I do for you? Because it's a demonstration of love. You are loving someone and you are doing so without expecting in return. Hopefully that makes sense to you. It's just something that I wanted to bring up as we read it here and it came to mind. Read the whole thing. Like I only read a little bit, but it's, you know, first Corinthians, it's a bit of one of the longer letters, but it really has a lot of gold and I think that you would enjoy it. So now let's go to uh, the first chapter. Um, it's short um, because the the book, in this case, the audiobook, is a Bible study. So it's really meant, like I said, this is your journey, not mine. So the intent is just to guide you so that you can go off on your journey and explore God and explore who God is. And again, this is what this podcast is going to be focused on for the year. Who is God? One morning, love came into my kitchen while I was cooking breakfast and wrapped his arms around me. My body melted at the warmth of love's embrace and I found myself on the floor. And while the pan was heating on the burner, my heart was melting. Tears poured down my face as I felt this warm blanket cover me, lifting every burden, calming every nerve, and setting me free from the fear that had paralyzed me most of my life. I'm not sure how long I was on that floor that morning, but it couldn't have been long because there was never a fire, like a fire never happened. What I can tell you is that it did feel like days. The depth of the revelation of love unveiled in my heart was so profound that my life has never been the same. I grew up in church. I wasn't just a Sunday goer or a holiday goer. I was a very active church member from the time I was a young child. I attended Sunday school, went out evangelizing, led the church's prayer group. I led worship, attended seminary. I was a young adult leader amongst many other things. Yet after that encounter with love, I realized I didn't know God. 
The one who had just embraced me, bringing me to my knees in utter surrender and worship was not the God that I grew up knowing. The one I grew up with wouldn't have wanted anything to do with me because of the way that my life was going. And mind you, it wasn't that horrible, but it w- I was in a very dark place. I was angry and bitter and purposely pushing God away because I wasn't living the life I thought that he expected of me. But there he was. He broke through heaven and into earth for me, answering prayers made on my behalf. What kind of love was this? This was a love that I didn't know, a God that I did not know. And the encounter set me on a journey through the most excellent way. And I want to invite you on this journey. What sets this journey apart is that love is not only our destination. He's our hiking guide and our partner. He isn't just someone waiting for us at the end. He's with us on the way there. I have a shirt that I made and I often say I'm on a journey to God with God. It's not about the destination. The beauty is in the journey. The, ex- the, the exhilaration is in that moment of discovery. The wonder is in beholding and experiencing love. And that's what my book is about, my future book will be about, and what this podcast is all about. Like any long journey, there are incredible moments, but there are also difficult ones. There are hard seasons and there are beautiful ones, just like winter and summer, depending on what you like. Discoveries are made in every single season, even difficult ones. And one thing that I've realized is that discoveries made in the hard seasons of life wind up becoming the treasures that bring the most fruit. And I call this the season of pruning because it's in the pruning that the multiplication happens. And this season is vital in a fruitful tree. It doesn't kill us, it helps us grow. It was the fall of 2016 when love met me in my kitchen. I've been through a few seasons and have made some discoveries that led me to experiences that have changed my life. And I wanna share these with you. Jesus came to bring us abundant life with a peace that makes no logical sense to the human human mind. He wants to give us ecstatic joy and love that completely pushes out all fear and its power over us. Abundance, peace, joy, and love. These four states of being are available to us through, in, and with Jesus, no matter the circumstance. Everything around you can be chaotic. Your life can be a mess. The world may be falling apart, but abundance, peace, joy, and love are found in Jesus and can reside in you even when everything around you is in chaos. Outside influences cannot change what's on the inside. You may be thinking, how in the world is that possible? You have no idea what's going on. It's impossible to have peace in this this situation. I can't love them after what they've done to me. Abundance, I don't know how I'm gonna pay my rent in two days. Not feeling very abundant right now. Joy, 
The person I loved and trusted the most in life just betrayed me. Do not ask me to be happy right now. These are all things that I have thought at one time in my life. And you may have questions like this yourself. And I completely understand. And trust me when I say I believe that they are valid. Unfortunately, life isn't always conducive to allowing us to experience all the beautiful things God wants for us. We live on earth where a world system has fallen. And while Jesus has saved us from this world system, we're still surrounded by it, affecting our lives way more than we would like. How do we live the kind of life where we experience the promise of Jesus, even when life feels like hell? We will answer this question throughout the book. Ever since God met me in my kitchen, I've been living a life of abundance, peace, joy, and love, even when life is difficult. And I can tell you at this point, it is February 6th, 2023, I have gone through a lot of difficult things before and since that day of the encounter. And over the last several years since then, I have found truth in the heart of God that has allowed me to live the promises of Jesus, and I want that for you too. This book is not here to just simply share my treasures, although I'm going to be doing that along the way, just like with this podcast. Its purpose is to guide you through your journey. And as I share my discoveries, my experiences, and the scriptures that changed my life, I hope that you explore for yourself and discover incredible uh, treasures that change and transform your life. You'll likely make, you may make discoveries that I haven't made, and I hope that you'll share them with me because as I've mentioned, I have as much to learn from you as you may have to learn from me. Maybe I have more to learn from you than you have from me. So let's begin with a foundational and necessary discovery before we move any further. Without this powerful truth, every other discovery is gonna lack its beauty, its glory, and may I add, its fullness, because love is what makes whole what's in part. God does not just love. He is love. Who God is, is love. There is nothing about God that's apart from love. He doesn't exist without love because he is love. And love doesn't exist without God. After all, love is God. When love breathed into the nostrils of man during creation, God breathed love into the fabric of every human being, which means you too are made of love. God is love. And when he made man, love also became part of our DNA. When a human loves, it is the expression of God through humanity. God is love. And there is no way that he cannot love you. It would go against his very nature. Everything God does is motivated by love. 
So here I want to read, um, this is part of the Bible study. Okay, so 1 John 4, 7 through 21, and I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we surely ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. I want to read that again because this is so powerful because it's what I said, what I had read earlier to demonstrate love is to demonstrate God. Here, Paul is saying no one has ever seen God. Okay, he's saying no one seen God, but here's that transitional, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us, which means others can experience and see God love because we love one another. That is, to me, that is just so powerful. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the son of God and have God living in them, they live in God. And we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. So in order for us to live in God and for God to live in us, we need to live in love. And this is why knowing what it looks like to live in love is so important. And again, making sure that the, our, how we see love and what love looks like is scriptural, it's foundational, it's coming from God. It's the biblical view of love, not letting the world, the ways of the world, the flawed human approach of love define love for us, but to allow God to define it for us so that we can live in him and he in us. And it continues. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Why? Because we learn. And as we talked about in the episode of predestination, our life's goal is to reflect God more and more. It's to conform and become the image of and, and conform into the image of Jesus Christ. So we will not be afraid of the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in the world. Okay, plainly telling us we should be living like Jesus in the world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. What is this saying? If we have fear, 
it's usually because there's punishment that we're afraid of. And if that's the case, if you have any fear within the context of loving God, let's say, then it's because you have not fully experienced his perfect love. Because in his love, you wouldn't be afraid of punishment. Man, we could do a whole podcast episode on that. And it continues, we love each other because he loved us first. He is the author, the creator. If someone says I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we can not see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. And this is a passage that talks about how God is love. But there are so many others. I mean, most of a lot of the first, I'm not going to say most, a lot of the first, uh, John, the book of First John talks about it. When we read John 13, 14, and 15, Jesus talks about how he leaves us a new commandment, and it's to love one another as he has loved. And he repeats that again in, in 15, and he talks about how his love will empower us to obey his commandments. And love is just, and even Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians, it is the most excellent way if you want to live your life in excellence you must live in love it's so important but we need to make sure that our definition of love how we view love because it, it cannot be described as i mentioned in the introduction it cannot be described in just a few words love is just so complex you cannot take what love would look like in one situation and just cookie cutter apply it to another Every person is an individual and every everything is just so different. And, you know, uh, we talked about how God is judge and even that, I mean, when, you're, when your judgments are based in love, it's never just gonna be cookie cutter. What happens to one may not happen to another. How you proceed in one situation may not be how you proceed in a similar situation because now you're dealing with two different people. So it's so important for us to look one at the life of Jesus to understand what love looks like. There's plenty of places that talk about uh, what love looks like. We read it in 1 Corinthians 13. We're seeing it here in 1 John. If you're reading Galatians 5, we see what the ways of the world looks like and we see what the fruit of the spirit looks like. And to me, um, it's one of the things that I do like about the um, passion translation in that particular area because he says it, which is a way that I saw it before I even read it there, is that the fruit singular of the spirit is love and then it's expressed in all its varied you know ways which is joy peace kindness long suffering gentleness etc reading those things and seeing god in scriptures like i say when we're reading scripture we need to look for god what is this revealing to us about god and when we see god in those passages throughout all of scripture, we can see his love shining through. His love is always at the center of everything that he's doing. And it'll change the way you view stories that historically you would have thought, wow, God was really being harsh. But when you see it from the context of his love, his perfect love, it kind of makes total sense. And then obviously there's the other attributes, him being judge and creator and pure and holy, all those things. 
his essence and his being, you can't really pull those apart. If you separate God as judge from God as love, he ceases to exist. They all kind of work interchangeably. They work together. So you always have to keep that in mind. But it love is the glue. It's his essence. It's the core. Everything that he is is founded in that i kind of see it as a diamond and then when the um i this is a podcast so i'm not going to do the visual but you know the core of the diamond the diamond is love and and all of his attributes kind of come from there and just like a diamond there's lots of different perspectives that um that we see about god that make that give us that fullness um so yeah so that's all i had to share with you i hope that you enjoyed it um i do have questions in uh the book just to help you um dig deeper i call it and really explore because again the journey is about you discovering and experiencing god in a very real way and sometimes that means we need to question what we believe we need to make sure that what we say we believe is what we're actually believing because that's the only way we can live a whole life and experience the promises of jesus which is to live an abundant life a life of joy a life of peace and a life of love so I'll leave you with these questions. Do you genuinely believe that God loves you? Even though you know that he knows you've done, said, and felt some things that aren't that great. If you have doubts, I encourage you to meditate on the scriptures that I shared today and write down, like identify the truths in that passage that will help come against the lie that God doesn't love you. Because the truth is God loves you, faults and all. He loves you. He may not love, like we read in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, he doesn't rejoice in evil. He delights in the truth. He may not enjoy the things that you may be doing wrong, but he, delights in the truth that you are made in his image and he loves you because he created you and he is your father and he is your creator and the last question i always ask is did you discover any treasures while you were going through scripture did something else maybe totally unrelated to god is love pop out at you think through that if you can write it down ponder it meditate on it um and uh, explore it with God so that you can come to know him better. So that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed it. As always, please share, like, subscribe, because this helps not only uh, have you get the reminders when there's a new episode, but it also helps bring exposure to the podcast. So if you're enjoying the podcast and you've been blessed by it and it's helped you, it can also help others. And don't forget, if you happen to like what you heard today and you want a free audible version of The Journey, my book, uh, you can simply share one of my posts, any post that you would like. So any post on my social media on Facebook or Instagram, make sure you tag me so that I see it. 
and then I will reach out to you and I will get you that free copy. Thank you so much for all your support. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to take the time to explore, discover, and experience God every single day. He is too good not to spend your days with. Bye guys, have a great one.